G'day, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, the only national program focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues. This program is produced in Melbourne for 3CR on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Stick Together is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network with the support of the Community Broadcasting Foundation and brought to you on your community radio station. Since 2013, federal government policy has used several policy instruments to entrench insecure work and increase casualisation to the detriment of the whole of the working population in Australia. One of the most decisive methods is the temporary visa system, which offers very little hope of permanency. Australia's immigration policy has structurally brewed for temporary visa holders, migration and job insecurity, and deliberately maintained the population of precarious workers in a large number. In a report put out by the Migrant Workers Centre in 2021 called Lives in Limbo, the experiences of migrant workers navigating Australia's unsettling migration system, we see a deliberate milking of the money and youth of temporary visa holders for the benefit of employers with the fear of deportation playing a role in large-scale wage theft and flouting of local industrial safeguards. In today's program, we hear some voices of some of these workers and then hear from Matt Kunkel from the Migrant Workers' Centre about the report and a new move by the Victorian Government to provide sick leave for casual workers, which is a policy lever being employed to push back on the free ride employers have been taking when it comes to their employees' health. You're listening to Stick Together, Worker Stories and Union News broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. It's not often that we hear from people who are actually picking the fruit and vegetables we buy in our supermarkets. Sherry and Kate came to Australia on temporary visas and spoke with Anne Maxwell from 3CR's Sewer Show about their experiences working on farms, picking produce. Sherry Huang, who has been working in the area of the temporary migrant workers. So um, I actually arrived in Australia about 10, 11 years ago, and I was um, working holiday visa, planning to have a holiday, not working full-time, but having a holiday in a regional area. So I spent two years working around different uh, farms or in Victoria. Kate is currently working in Australia's horticultural industry. And I'm very enjoying outside, enjoying outside working. Yeah, and I'm working many farms like uh, orange, strawberry, flower, piggery. Picking tomato, 
are picking strawberries, lilies, apples. <laughs> So it was quite shocking, like when I stopped taking the work. Yeah. Tell me what is shocking about it. We woke up early morning, five five thirty, and then heading to the farm, and then start doing the work. You know, the farmhouse, and then the farm actually just crossing the road. But because the labor hire wanna get some, you know, extra income, so they say you can't because it's dangerous. <laughs> It's dangerous crossing the road, <laughs> so they'd be able to charge you six dollars a day to cross the road, <laughs> and then they charge thirteen percent of a service as well. A random service charge as well.、Mm. Can you describe what piece rate is for people who might not know about it? So piece rate is actually an incentive system because every worker in a country, if they're working. Any industry, you are entitled to have a minimum wage, right? And thing is, piece rate supposed to be like a system that encourage you to do more. But what happened now is lots of farmer they were using piece rate as a pay scale, not paying them by minimum legal wage, but paying them by、uh, piece rate. By how many pieces of some cake? Can you describe how many hours a day you might be working and how much you would be paid in these different jobs? So you you want the、uh, best first or bad? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the bad one first. Okay, and bad one is、uh, from last year, picking orange. So I just drive my car and and come remark and find share house and start working. Like a、uh, almost five、uh, hundred kilometers one bin, but only twenty five dollar. Twenty five dollars to pick. Yeah, five hundred kilos. Five hundred kilo. Wow. Yeah, first first day I'm working, I can't handle, so I not 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 weak. Okay, I'm very strong. And first day I wow, <laughs> too heavy because this ladder like a. 像三层楼一样 It's about three story high. Yeah, because it's a big tree, orange tree. Carrying heavy loads up and down a ladder every day. Yeah, every day. One one day, if it's a good day, no rainy, work maybe almost ten hour one day. Yeah, and no day off. Only rainy day have day off. It's very terrible. So no weekend. No weekend. Do you remember how much you were being paid on the strawberries? You know, really no experience. So first time I'm picking strawberry, I I want to get ATA day second visa. And first day I'm picking strawberry, maybe twelve hour. I hope hope on one day have fifty dollar. Fifty dollars after twelve hours work. Yeah, so so before、uh, I have other housemates after work, we told oh so tired. I hope we one day can make a fifty dollar, but with no money. So every every time we just buy very cheap toaster and and cho- chocolate and together toaster and lunch. <laughs> so you're living on toast and <laughs> and chocolate <laughs> because eighty cent one one toast, so very cheap and strawberries. <laughs> 
<laughs> and strawberry and chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but chocolate need money. <laughs> but I need to say after three months, four months, I, I'm picking strawberry very fast. One day I can make money, maybe two hundred more or three hundred in high season. One day, two or three hundred one day. That's pretty good. And how does your body feel after that? How do you feel after my my back? My boss and、um, take me go like a hospital. No, no, that's what massage or what? That kind of. Okay, so later on, my boss took me to the massage shop because I injured my back. Yeah, very bad. And have you recovered now? As long as not doing the picking, good. And then back then, ten years ago, it's already a common practice as a cashing hand job. So the farmer will just handing you the cash instead of、um, there's no pay slips, no whatsoever. There's no insurance like work cover, no. The cash in hand part it's a problem because then you're not protected under regular labour law. In particular, like the work injury. When you're injured on the job. Yeah. Um. Before I'm picking strawberry and.、Um, We have like a like,、oh, like a shipping container.、Mm. Yeah, just like a shipping con container, and then they they cut they cut the metal. They just make the um a, a door, and then you can walk in to the shipping container. How many people? Sorry, I was living in shipping container before too, but only two people. I I can't imagine they put six bed inside. One shipping container. Inside have six bed, but we only I think five girl or or four girl or I and before um um living and ship container and two people, but uh it's a small one. But if six bed is a very big one, very bad. Yeah, yeah, inside very bad, very dirty. But we together clean. Do they have windows? No, no window. But but you know. In the night, very cold. <laughs>、mm, no insulation. I guess you're not in them during the day, but I imagine they must get very hot. Yeah, very hot. But we、uh, go to work, but we still living inside, very happy because everyone is very good friend. <laughs>、yeah. You have good co-workers, but、uh, you have a shipping container to live in. <laughs> yeah. And the、uh, showering and dirty. And where, where's the toilet and the bathroom? Are they in a different building? Yes, outside or outside. And how many share the bathroom? How many people share? So many people. Maybe ten or maybe twenty. So sometimes we <laughs> we go a a man showering because land water more hot. And go shower and hot water just slowly, slowly. So sometimes we say, "Hey, we go men shower." And the men are in shipping containers too. Yes. So this farm has a row of shipping containers. I'm trying to imagine. Yeah, yeah.、Mm. And how did you do your cooking? Um, got a、uh, uh, kitchen, and many people and everyone cooking. You just make a new space, or sometimes too much people. You you waiting. And、uh, what's the house like where you are now?、Um, th this house is、uh, my、uh, accommodation right now. 
uh, I'm living here uh, one year. Um, it's good because it's my uh, I choose not farmer choose. During the pandemic lockdown, when Australia's borders were closed, the Australian government put out the support packages in the form of the job keeper and the job seeker. Like it had to have been deliberate that people who were here on temporary visas, including the international students, including the working holiday makers, they were not eligible for any of this support. Do you have any theories about that? I don't know, because Scott Morrison was just saying, "Go home," because <laughs> you can't get any support here. And said, "Go home, huh?" Even the people who decided to go home, they can't. Because their border might be closed too, so there's no way for them to enter their own country. And because a lot of flights been cancelled and cancelled and cancelled, so they have to keep rescheduling. And then in the end, they they just simply can't afford the airfare to fly back. So can you describe what it was like for you or your friends to not have that support because the Australian federal government? Did not offer relief money to migrant workers. How did you survive that time? Ah,、uh, it's very good story.、Uh, my friend and one night,、uh, he said, "Hey, we we go dumpster diving." And I I say, "Huh? What what's dumpster diving? Is skydiving?"、Uh, I said, "No, no, no, no. It's jumping in the bin. I really don't understand." I said, "Why why bin inside have food? It's rubbish." And、he said, "No, no, no! Follow me tonight. Follow me. You can understand everything." And after and I go a dumpster diving. Wow! Open my eyes. Really, so many food. Some food still very good. So we take take and go home cooking. Wow! We go course LD every week. Maybe do three time or two time. So we don't need pay money for food. Everything free. How did you do the rent? Oh, this uh, uh for free is like a uh uh uh, uh couch server. Couch serving.、Mm. Yeah. As long as we do some cleaning for the landlord, that we don't need to pay the rent. Couch surfing and dumpster diving is how you survive. You're listening to Stick Together, recorded for Three CR Community Radio, coming to your local community radio station via the Community Radio Network. I caught up with Matt Kunkel from the Migrant Workers Centre to find out more about the concerns of visas workers. And also about a new policy being trialled by the Victorian government in response to the issues raised by the COVID pandemic sick leave for casuals. I've just been reading the uh, uh, In Limbo report. Well, we we were pretty happy with it. For us, we know the most important thing that we can do to kind of support migrant workers is to find a pathway to permanency. Because you would have seen in that report, Annie, that the, there was like a statistically Significant difference between the industrial outcomes for people who, you know, have that pathway to permanency compared to those that don't. And also the way the government has used numbers 
to imply that their objective in their approach, when in actual fact there's undercurrents of racism, as well as a lottery involved. Oh, I mean, we we talk about it in terms of the treadmill. You know, people being caught on the visa treadmill, um, not being able to get off. You know, they they make their plans around getting a particular type of visa. They study certain things because they're told that that's the that's what they need to study to kind of see a good chance to get a visa, and then. You know, two years later, the government changes the rules again and they're back to square one. It's not an objective approach against a person's achievements and uh, suitability. It's if someone else has got better marks and they let them in before them. Definitely. It's definitely about points. I mean, the, the Australian system is a points-based system where, you know, you might be the best in your field, you might have got the best marks at university in a particular field, but you know you might be a year or two too old, and that might be the difference between you being able to settle permanently or not. These types of arbitrary rules that are built into the visa system that are making it really difficult for those that want to settle and, and build a life and have some stability, it's making it really difficult for them to, to do that. It makes the government look very callous, actually. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know how else to say, but what we saw during the pandemic were reports that many, particularly international students, were saying they felt like cash cows, that um, the Australian you know, government or even just Australia as a nation were prepared to see them in the country while they were financially lucrative and beneficial to the nation. But as soon as they needed just the smallest amount of help, um, they were told to pick up and go home, which for many folks, which for many folks who are international students, this is their home. They've been here for, you know, in some cases, more than a decade. So where are they meant to go home to? Yes, it's also this business about uh, using their year 20s and 30s uh, and uh, then uh, offloading them. Yeah, well, that's the other part of the point system too, is that it preferences people who are, you know, in their 20s and 30s. But that treadmill of getting a visa, getting enough points to get a visa, you know, the older you are, the fewer points you can get. So it's a bit of a race um, to get that permanent visa before you get too old uh, and and you become, you know, it becomes insurmountable at some point. Uh, it's interesting, uh, just as an aside, I was listening to a really interesting uh, webinar about a study into demographics and how in the so-called developed world that uh, in actual fact, we're reaching the point of uh, more deaths than births. And that Australia is interestingly enough on the uh, less critical level of that scale because of the amount of immigration. So actually, the people who are coming into this country are, are absolutely imperative for the economic survival of the country, but they are treated with disrespect. Oh, 100%, Annie. I mean, Australia doesn't work without migration. The whole issue here is that as well as, you know, being a, a net economic benefit to all those people that work in Australia, what would Australia be without migrants? Uh, what would it be like our, our multicultural communities would be would be poorer? Um, we, you know, people would be just, I mean, Australia would be such a poorer nation in, in every respect if it wasn't for those people that made the courageous choice to come up and, and, and try and, and build a life here. And I think that what we're seeing is that that choice is increasingly a courageous one when there's no certainty that people could 
actually get the ability to stay here permanently. So you know, what we need to see is we need to see policymakers at all levels build in that stability for people so they can plan for their future, so they can support their family. And, and we know that if they do that, what we're going to see is some real benefits, economic and otherwise, to everyone that works in Australia. The government has created an immigration policy around temporary visas, which has created a pool of uh, insecure work. Uh, and it's uh, quite an important element to their policy framework, quite clearly. But the Victorian government has done something very interesting. It's created a, a sick leave for casuals policy. Now, that seems like a remarkable thing because it means government is footing business bills. Yeah, I guess what we did see in the pandemic was that there was a very real problem with insecure work that many folks were forced to make that very difficult decision between going to work sick um, and potentially giving um, COVID to other people in their workplace or just simply not being able to afford to pay the bills. And much of that was driven by the, you know, the federal government's exclusion of temporary migrant workers and, and others, other forms of casuals and, and off-the-books workers that um, they couldn't get JobKeeper or JobSeeker. So what we've seen in Victoria is the introduction of a pilot scheme that would allow those people who are in insecure work, and at least in some industries, to be paid when they need to take time off work because either they're sick or their family's sick. And in some ways, we do see that. Um, what you said, Annie, Annie, that government is in a position in Victoria to, to have to pick up the bill for insecure work. Um, but the flip side of that is that unless people can stay home when they're sick, there are much larger costs to the economy and to people more broadly when when diseases spread through the workplace. The other thing to say on that too, Annie, is that this is a pilot program and the Victorian government has said that, you know, if it if it's worked, if it works and people take it up, then, you know, it could it, it should become self funding by effectively a um, a levy on on casual employment. So in the long run, hopefully we'll create um, an incentive for employers, at least in Victoria, to, to preference permanent secure work uh, over insecure casual work. Oh, that's a very interesting policy process um, because it's quite clear that workers are not automatons. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're all people. We've got our own um, our own foibles. We've got our own our own needs, importantly. And one of those most important needs is the, the need to look after ourselves when we're sick. And what this pilot program allows is for people in certain industries to to make an application and be paid up to a week or 38 hours um, of sick leave at $20, uh, 33 an hour. So, I mean, that's, um, it's, it's something that I don't think has been done anywhere in Australia. Uh, and it's, an, it's a very interesting exercise and one that hopefully will, um, will, will take us one step down the path towards uh, getting rid of this type of insecure employment in the future. Yeah, so it's uh, 38 hours over 12 months though, isn't it? That's right. So um, casuals that work in a number of those industries that you know, were widely described as essential during the pandemic can apply for up to 38 hours a year. Um, and, uh, you know, that might be as small as a three-hour shift or as long as a 12-hour shift, but people just need to be working an average of 7.6 hours a week uh, in one of the designated industries.
There's a lot of uh, uh, different kinds of industries. I mean, there's hospitality, food preparation, tra uh, food trade workers, sales support, uh, labourers, aged care and dis disability carers, cleaners and laundry workers, security officers and guards. Now, and they and they break them down to a considerable amount of different specific work areas. That really shines a light on what parts of the Australian economy is are expecting to be run by insecure workers, really? That's definitely a list of, of where insecure work is, is quite prevalent, for sure. I mean, it's also a list of those areas in the economy that we saw during the pandemic that just can't shut down. You can't be a security guard from home. You can't be a cleaner from home. You can't go and care for the sick and the elderly from home. Um, and, you know, as we open back up again, uh, it's very difficult to pour pints for people while you're on the couch in your track pants. So, I mean, these are all parts of the economy that are so incredibly vital, but they are areas that we are now seeing and have seen for some time are so reliant on insecure employment. Um, so, again, this isn't the panacea. This isn't going to fix insecure employment. Um, but what it should do is ameliorate some of the really nasty um, effects of insecure employment where people are forced to make a decision between do I go to work and, and maybe kind of give my workmate this sickness or, you know, alternatively, do I stay home but not be able to pay my power bill? Yeah, uh, the other thing is that it's uh, the worker has to apply uh, through the website and the um, they get paid directly and they say within five days of the application uh, into their bank account. It's not the employer that gets this money. That's right. Unlike JobSeeker, which was paid through the employer, uh, anyone who's in one of those industries we spoke about, so hospo, food manufacturing, um, the retail, or anyone in the food supply chain, really, from farms all the way up to the supermarkets, aged care, disability, cleaners, security, they just need to um, look up Victorian sick pay guarantee and there's some a quick kind of form on the internet you can sign up to, to register. Once you've registered, you can apply to, to get that payment. And so long as you've been sick in the last 60 days, um, you can make a claim for that um, for that time that you, you missed um, so long as you're eligible. Doesn't hurt for people to get onto the website and kind of register for it. You can kind of sign up for the scheme, um, and you should only have to sign up to it once. So what that says is that once you've kind of got on and signed up, you should be able to access the scheme up to the the full amount, so long as you remain eligible for the for the payment. Uh, so long as you've got a visa that allows you to work in Victoria, you can apply for this scheme. And if anybody out there uh, in Victoria needs a hand getting involved and, and, and getting signed up, then they can always contact us at migrantworkers.org.au. That's it for Stick Together this week. You can catch up with the show at 3cr.org.au or where you get your favourite podcasts. Contact us at sticktogether at 3cr.org.au. I'm Annie McLaughlin. Join the Stick Together team next week for more workers' news. And remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. Stay safe and stick together.
relationships Minutes after they're too kind From the bottom this bit But my aim was misstrung By the end of the Almighty We forward in this generation Triumphantly Day.